Welcome to Self Mastery Soup. I'm Daniel Posny, and I live in Sedona. And today's topic is about living your highest excitement. And it's brought on by a card but that I picked, uh, an oracle card um, that was created by a, a friend of mine and mentor named Michael Hamilton. And it says this. By acting spontaneously on my heart's highest excitement, joy, and passion, I am living and experiencing my life as a flowing, loving, and magical journey of synchronicity. So that's a pretty powerful statement. And I know that if I was told that statement um, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have the time for you. <laughs> I would say, yeah, right. And I need to pay the bills. And, you know, I've got kids to take care of. And how can I live my highest excitement? Yeah, right. But, and if I was really honest with myself um, and look at the path that got me to where I was back then, I was just following through my mind. I was just following my, my reactions of the world and thought that that was just the way we did it. And that's the way that we were taught. Now I know differently and, you know, I can't change the past, but I do know that I am living my highest excitement. And one of the biggest things that I needed to get um, to release is guilt. And guilt is the thing that stands in the way. It's like this. When I ask this question, when I propose the statement of living your highest excitement right away. I can even feel it like still the remnants of what are you talking about? How can who there's very few people who live their highest excitement. That's a bullshit idea or some ultra spiritual idea. But it's true. And I, I'm just I'm here to tell you what it feels like and what it looks like and how you can create it. The first thing that I needed to release was this guilt and this obligation that I needed to um, feed my family and do what was right and follow maybe what my parents, I didn't have this thing, but I know a lot of, a lot of people have their parents that are trying to guide them in a certain way to be a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, or whatever. I didn't have quite that, but I did have this obligation that I need to do what I was good at, find a skill, get good at it, get paid for it so I could support my family. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I was very sensitive and empathic. And what do you do with that? I mean, how do you make money as a sensitive person, as an empathic person that cries easily, you know, that doesn't really fit into the, the established norms of society. So what do I do? I join the military so I can get a trade. And, you know, I realized pretty early on that I had good marks. I could, they told me I had good scores and said, you know, this is a recruiter talking, you know, you've got great scores. You should go nuclear. You should sign up for the extended program. So I did, and I went into this advanced technical thing. And I, you know, you go into rank higher and faster, and and uh, I realized that I could fix things as I had a I had a mind for um, figuring things out on my own, and so I did well with that. And it just kind of carried on, and I went, I got out of the Navy, and I worked for an alarm company in Beverly Hills and Hollywood. And then um, I just found myself working at McDonnell Douglas as an electrician. I didn't even have an electrician's license. 
but I was an industrial electrician, just happened. I was at a job fair and they gave me the job. And then I found myself working for a, a company that made floppy disks. Remember floppy disks, some of you remember. And I would work on the machinery that made these floppy disks and it just kind of carried. And then I, uh, I had trouble uh, paying the bills. And so out of desperation, I went into um, computer training sales. And you can see how through desperation and through obligation and through you know, just reacting to the world, a lot of us get caught up in something that we're good at, but not necessarily um, lighting us up. And I started to feel that. And of course, like I've told the story many times, when I started to feel that, I started to do something to distract myself from this. Oh my God, is this, this is my life? This is what it's going to be? And so uh, I got myself busy with sports and activities and <clears throat> with um, volleyball and martial arts, just things that are like, like, this is what I'm doing. It's not my job, but this is, these activities are what I'm doing. But it still didn't satisfy my soul. I still had to go to work every day. I still had to, well, I kind of obligated myself to work in extended hours so I could show that I was qualified and because I didn't have a college degree. So it was me just figuring this stuff out and taking on projects and doing well with the project and then becoming a manager at this company. But that was when I really figured out when my, my boss came to me and he said, Daniel, you being the manager of the, uh, the UI, the, uh, the front end website interface department, he said, you know, we've got a lot of new guys coming in and um, they're coming up with all these great ideas and new technology. So we'd like to hear about them. So we'd like you to do a um, monthly presentation about the technologies that you're excited about. And I was like, holy crap, I am not excited about anything that I'm doing here. I'm getting paid six figures to change the color of a button. <laughs> and I just realized that I need to change something or I'm going to drive myself insane. And so within two weeks, I actually quit the job. And that was the, that was the path of me finding myself. And no, I'm not recommending you to quit your job. It's just, that's kind of my personality. You know, I'm, I'm really easy to change. So I quit the job and I started to be a consultant. I started to teach martial arts. I started to, um, had a computer repair business, anything to do it, start to get me closer to myself and find out what I wanted. So when you work a regular job, like a corporate job, you can get so sucked into their needs and you forget what your needs are. And that's what I needed to find out, even if it was a, a riskier, more dangerous situation of working on my own or for myself, it was me. And I, and I at least um, I could find out, okay, what feels really good? You know, when you, when you work for yourself, you have multiple things going on, you can go, okay, I want to do more of this and less of that. When you're in a corporate job, it doesn't really work that way a lot of times. So that was my first thing. The next one is to find out how I could release guilt and obligation from my personal life. So I would go to my classes and things like that and my relationships in a, in a way that was starting to pull out of, I'm doing this because I should do this. So that wasn't an easy path, but it started to um, kind of open up, the, open up the door, like open up the curtains of this life is starting to become different. And 
um, I needed to deal with people thinking that I wasn't a nice person because I was starting to do this. Oh my gosh, you're selfish or self-centered and you're thinking about yourself all the time. Well, I had to deal with it and maybe I was, but it at least got me out of not thinking for myself, not loving myself. So that was just a, that was a transition that I, I needed to go through. Eventually, I started to make decisions based on how I felt. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine making decisions on how you feel. I know you may seem like that you're, oh, yeah, I do that all the time. I feel like I do want to go or I don't want to go. But actually, if you really look into it a little bit deeper, are you feeling like you want to go because you feel obligated? <laughs> or are you feeling that you don't want to go because you might feel guilty? Or, you know, there's, there's usually something wrapped up into that. Usually there's some kind of um, reason why we should go. And I start to just hold off on the reasoning and stay in the feeling and see how I felt about doing something. And it could be a relationship. It could be um, going to a birthday party that I was you know, specifically invited to come to a birthday party or a wedding or something. And I started to realize that um, it's sort of like that commercial back in the 70s and 80s, the um, parquet or margarine commercial. And Mother, uh, um, Mother Earth would come down and she'd say, she'd stomp her staff down. You can't fool Mother Nature. And I would get that same feeling like if I'm not really excited about going to this wedding per se, right? Let's say it's the wedding. If I'm not really excited and I don't really... Um, I'm not in love with the people in the wedding, but I'm going out of obligation. I'm not fooling Mother Nature or God or Source or Creator. So, you know, it's like um, there's a story that um, a teacher comes up with three students and he says, I want you to, uh, I want you all do this to do this thing. And when you're done with it, I want you to report back to me. And so all three students say, yes, teacher, we'll do whatever you say. And so the teacher says, I want you to take each take a chicken and I want you to go where no one can see and kill it and then report back to me. And so the first student, he kills his chicken, comes back to the teacher. And I did it. Second student goes off some behind some building somewhere and he kills it and he comes back. Yes, I've killed the chicken. And the third one takes a long time and he's, he's gone for a long, long time. And finally, it starts getting dark. Finally, the teacher goes out and finds him. And he says, what's the problem? I told you to do a simple task and you couldn't do it. And the student says, everywhere I go, someone is looking. And that just, it sends chills up my spine about that. It's not like there's a, a judgmental watcher. What I'm talking about is that my soul, my integrity is always watching myself. And when I say yes to something, when I mean no, and when I say no and I mean yes, it's my integrity inside my soul, my heart, my feelings that feel something is, I'd say, out of alignment. And when I'm out of alignment, so much more is out of alignment. It's kind of like, if you can imagine yourself flowing down a stream, let's say, you know, this is, this is a metaphor for you being connected to God, connected to source, and you're flowing down the stream, and then you get a little bit older in this, in this world, and you start to Say, I want to go out of the stream. You know, the stream is too easy. <laughs> I want to see what it feels like to be on the rocks a little bit. 
So we go and play in the rocks and the shallow areas and the dangerous areas and the, where all the, you know, the stir up is and everything, all the white water is. And then at some point, maybe we choose to go back into the stream. But it's at that point in that white water and the rocks and everything that we like to play in. And that's what I would call, I'm just out of alignment. And I'm pushing and pushing and distracting myself, but I know that I'm out of alignment. So once I start doing that by the decisions and choices that I make in my life, I start feeling better. <laughs> I start feeling like when I'm in this wedding or this birthday party or this event or something, and I really checked in that I'm, I'm, I really wanted to be here, I can completely be myself. I can completely be here and enjoy and smile and laugh and play. And I do the same thing in my sessions is that I don't take on any new sessions unless I'm excited to do it. And I know that that sounds like, well, you know, you're going to say no to somebody that needs a session. Well, if I say no, they're going to find someone that's more in alignment with them. And if I feel into it, I'm feeling into something that I can't quite understand. And it's something that my brain can't really wrap itself around. But the feeling, my feeling is connected directly with source. And that's something that I can really count on. So I know that when I turn down a session with someone that says they want one with me, I'm not doing it out of any uh, spite or any ill feelings. It's just, I'm feeling like that this is not for me. And invariably, they always connect with someone that's better for them. So back to being in a session and being excited about it. I, I get the same thing. I'm in the session. I'm excited. I'm, uh, you know, thoughts and words and ideas and epiphanies are just flowing out of me because I'm in that joy. I'm in that excitement that I love being here. So, you know, they're going to get 100% of me plus, you know. So when I've done more of that, when I've done more of that decision-making, choice-making through my feeling state, through my feeling sensing organ of the heart and my body consciousness, and allow that to speak to me. Life just gets, it's so funny. I like, I'm even kind of laughing inside telling you this because it sounds so unbelievable. It sounds so spiritual, but it's something that it's that, that life that I'm living right now. That, you know, my wife Valerie and I are just kind of really honestly, this is no BS, we say all the time gosh, how does life get better than this? I just, you know, today was so incredible and it was so beautiful. And there's very little um, that something bad or dramatic happened in our life. And it's always, it's not this boring spiritual life of just meditation. It's excitement and adventure and thrilling connection. She was telling me the other day about how she connected with these three women on such a deep level in two hours. And I think about that's what we get to do because we're, it's partly because of the, the type of work that we do, but it's also because we're in excitement that we love what we're doing. And you can do that with any job that you have. It doesn't have to be spiritual awakening or counseling or something, but if you're really excited about that, you, you are really honestly excited about doing the, what you're doing and you see the essence of it, that what you're doing, let me explain this. So when I'm doing what I do, this spiritual awakening and um, life transformation, counseling, healing emotional trauma, I realize that the, 
the core of what I'm doing is raising the frequency. I'm not here to fix, and I don't know if I would say to heal, but I'm definitely here to raise the frequency. And so whatever I do, if it includes alchemy or raising the frequency or shifting a perspective into something higher, that's what I'm here for. So that's why I love um, shining up metal and sanding wood and varnishing, you know, things, restoring things. I just love watching those re restoration shows. Oh my gosh. And I love being with people that are ready for a life transformation. And that's just kind of my essence. And so that's what I'm here to do. That's how I'm here to express uh, divine consciousness. So once we get in, in tune with that, we realize that we really can be in excitement about what we're doing. Once we get really clear on what the energy is, is that we want to be a part of. And then the next question comes up, okay, this all sounds good, Daniel, but what about the, what about the toilets? <laughs> what about the, you know, the landscaping? What about the weed pulling and all that stuff? Well, I got to be honest with you. I love cleaning carpets. So, you know, I have an agreement with a retreat center in town that I will clean their carpets for free and I'll, I'll help them with their landscaping, you know, when I have time to do that and I'll, I'll gladly go down there because it's alchemy. So there are people that are okay and really happy being a trash man or woman. And they're really okay cleaning bathrooms and even toilets. You know, it's just, there's something about um, uh, in our psyche, in our personality, in our upbringing, in our childhood that causes certain people to say, I know this is kind of wacky, but it's just something that I love doing. Not everybody is supposed to be a, a TV host or an astronaut or a football player or an actor, there are other people that, that get just as much or maybe even more satisfaction by doing the, the other jobs that we think no one would want. <clears throat> so that is my example and description and idea and belief and thought about living our, our highest excitement. So I invite you to, as you go through your day, start leaning more. It doesn't have to be like an abrupt change, but if you could lean more into what are you the most highest excitement about in every decision that you have. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not supposed to be like a breakup of anything, but it could include that if seeing things are so out of whack, but it definitely could include you being honest with yourself and saying, you know, this is what I'm really excited about. And this is something that it's, I know it's a kind of a touchy one with relationships. Like, you know, I wanna to go to this restaurant or see this movie, or I wanna to go to my parents' house or something for the holidays. You know, you could be honest and say, you know what? And the, the thing is that you gotta pull out the emotional reaction to it. But if you could be just lovingly and tactfully honest, you know what, I, I definitely do want to go this with you, but I have to admit, I'm not really excited to be around your alcoholic brother, whatever it is. You're just being really honest about it. I'm not really excited about seeing that movie because it's just not my thing, but I'll definitely, let's see a movie that we both love together. You know, I, I love that restaurant that we go to, but you know, my stomach's not feeling really good. So I'm really excited about having something, you know, a lot lighter. So there's ways to really be honest with each other and not have this, 
um, vengeful, spiteful energy between you. It's just um, sharing what you're most excited about. And sometimes we do things that we're not really excited about, you know, like paying our bills and that kind of stuff. There are some things that are our responsibility, but don't let that be the excuse that everything has to be an obligation and a responsibility. So that's all I got. Have a wonderful day. I love you, bless you, and thank you. See you next time.